0: Lyndon LB, episode one, in the basement. Happy to be here, happy to be sharing my thoughts and feelings with you guys. We're going to be talking about quite a bit here. And like I said, I'm just excited, man. This podcast is finally taking off. So let's get right to it, man. I'm a police officer here in the city of Memphis. I've been policing for eight years. And I want to share my thoughts about what it means to me to be a police officer and be discussing some topics, sports, women, and just being a black officer. You know, we talk about a lot with our friends and amongst our peers, and I'm just gonna be sharing those things with you. What policing really means to me, uh, I always envisioned myself of starting a career where I'm able to help someone. So I never thought I'd be a police officer, but needless to say that I'm, I'm here. And it hasn't been easy, lacing up my boots every day. My earliest experiences with police officers came when I started driving, and it's never a good feeling on that traffic stop. And I try to remember that when I make traffic stops now, how fearful I was. Looking back, I don't really know why that fear was there. I hadn't committed any violent crime. I was probably being stopped for some traffic offense, but the fear was there. So I like to think about that. I try to think about that when I make traffic stops today. Now, I'm not always able to do that. Now, let's be clear. We do live in a violent city. I live in Memphis, Tennessee. So my safety is of utmost importance, man. And that's what I think a lot of people forget about the officer's safety in the situation. But what I'm here to discuss is what do you guys think as a black officer should be our route? What should be our actions? Uh, What solutions are we going to come up with to try to better the relationship between the police and the citizens? I want to know what do you guys think uh, a Black officer's role should be? It's definitely hard working with people um, when you're not on the same page. So like I said in the beginning of my podcast, the climate of policing uh, has took a turn, but it's not something that police departments across the world are not used to. That's one thing that we're good at. Uh, Men who do choose to join this profession, we're good at uh, making changes and uh, adapting to those changes very quickly. I think it's a very difficult situation when we have people weighing in on uh, things that they've never experienced or know anything about. So those are just a couple of Things that I, you know we're going to be discussing here in a, in a few next episodes, and I'll be gathering my questions from the Instagram and everything, and we'll be going into deeper conversation with other guests with that as well. So now that we've opened that door, first I want to talk a little bit with my son. I want to see and get his idea and his opinion on you know how does it feel for him to be to have a father as a police officer, and I think it's important to understand their emotions and and why they fear police, why they so afraid of police and have this negative picture in their heads about policing and police officers. So the wait is over. Introducing who I call the young bull, little Langston L.B. Jr. What's going on today, Langston? Not much. It's good to have you on the show. I'm proud to have you. Part of my first episode, my first podcast. I really... Look up to you. I know you look up to me, but I look up to you, man. I really appreciate how you hold it down, man. and You do what you're supposed to do, man. You're a good son. So I just want to ask you a couple questions. I'm going to get right into it. My first question for you is, are you afraid of police officers?
1: I'm not afraid of police officers, but it's kind of weird because when I see my dad in this uniform, it's like a different side of him.
0: Different side of me, huh? Yeah. Does that scare you a little bit?
1: No, not really.
0: What about other officers, like other police officers that you see, like not me?
1: Uh, yeah, because I don't really know them, and I don't know what they would do or anything. So
0: you don't think another police officer would protect you if he had to?
1: I mean, if he had to, yeah.
0: Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. I got another question for you, Langston. What does it mean for your father? What does it mean for me to be a police officer to you? Like, what does that mean to you?
1: It's like you're a hero to me. It's like you're Superman.
0: Superman, okay. That's, hey, wow. (laughs) I wish I felt like Superman, but that's cool. That's cool. What do you mean? Like, uh, when you say Superman, a superhero, uh, why do you get that picture in your head?
1: Because you're protecting our city, you're saving people. That's pretty much what superheroes do.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the record, this is not rehearsed. Uh, that's maybe why I sound so choppy. Uh, <laughs> it's always funny hearing yourself on a recording. It's crazy. I, to me, when I play back the recordings when we were doing the editing, I sound completely not like myself. I'm not reading from any cards or anything like that. So this is this is not rehearsed. This is all, you know, just me dialogue with my son. So uh, last question, Lance, got one last question for you before I let you go, man. You got tons of work you could be doing besides uh, wasting your uh, afternoon here with your dad. I know you're trying to get back on that fortnight probably. <laughs> but anyway, do you and your friends talk about police? Like in school, do y'all discuss some of the issues that are going on? I know you guys are only 10 and 11, but I'm just curious. And I'm sure a lot of people are curious. Do you guys talk about police officers at school and stuff? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes so I. So it's like you
1: remember when you were on the bridge on the probation, we talked about that.
0: You talked about when we were on the bridge in Memphis.
1: Yeah, they were okay. protesting.
0: When they were protesting, okay. You saying your teachers and everything, or just your your uh your friends?
1: We well, were like in a little group and of maybe of my friends.
0: You and your friends, okay. So what what were some of the things that came up? Uh,
1: well, it was after school, but I was watching TV while we were on the bridge, right? so I kind of got scared
0: because I thought you would get hurt oh man okay uh, what were some of your friends saying
1: they said that your dad's gonna be fine he's fine right now so
0: okay and for those who don't know what he's discussing uh, a year or two ago some members of uh, the Black Lives Matter and some other protesters uh, stormed a bridge in Memphis uh, the bridge that connects uh, Arkansas so the bridge right there downtown and um uh, well, I wouldn't say unfortunately, but uh, that day I was on duty. So I was sent to the bridge to try to clear uh, some of the protesters and things of like that. So it's probably one of the uh, scariest times of uh, my career. The feelings that I have behind that are just something we can talk to, <laughs> talk a little bit about later in another episode. But that's pretty much what he's uh, what he's referencing there. Uh, well, like, so, man, like I said, man, thanks again. I'm not going to hold you. Like I said, I appreciate you. Uh, Stepping on this podcast for us today. Thank you. Wow, that went well. I was a little afraid of some of the answers I was going to get from him. But for the most part, man, the young bull, he performed like I'm used to him doing. (laughs) We're moving right along, man. I want to discuss the ending scene to Black Klansman, the movie by Spike Lee. That ending put a lot into perspective for me. I'll be honest here. A lot of my friends and peers uh, say, how could I be an officer? at this time with what's going on. And that put a lot of things in house for me, that ending. And it's what it meant to me, changing police from within. I feel like police officers like myself, I need it so that we can work on a solution to better police our citizens, our own people. I feel that's very important to overcoming what's going on right now so that we don't continue to have this circle of police inequality and fear of the police. I think a lot of times we forget that the best way to get through something is to work together and find solutions that better the situation. So that's what that final scene kind of meant to me. I want to ride this fear topic right into the U.S. Open championship match yesterday, Serena Williams versus Naomi Osaka, where it was very, 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 very heated discussions and tempers and emotions going on with the championship match. A lot of credit given to Naomi Osaka, who defeated Serena Williams for the second time in her young career as a 20 year old. But as a black woman, a black athlete, period, I feel like a lot of athletes are intimidating. A lot of black athletes are intimidating to officials, chair umpires and referees of another race or another color. And those are things that not only Black athletes have to deal with, but Black people in general. Our skin tone shouldn't be the case, but we are intimidating or we come off as intimidating and we're feared. Um, I feel like as a Black officer, just to relate it to policing, I feel uh, officers of other races are intimidated and about uh, Blacks uh, when they're making traffic stops or things of that sort. So. Those are things that, you know, we have to deal with, you know, as black people. And I really do truly feel that's the only reason she was given an infraction for her remarks. As far as that, uh, I do feel like uh, it did take away from Naomi Osaka's moment. But I promise you, the only thing we are going to remember, black people, any race, is that Osaka at 20 defeated Serena Williams at the end of the day. That's the most important thing. And she got paid. I'm sure she won't feel. it get about the moment and how she felt and being one of her idols. So let's not make it something that is not people. It is what it is. She lost and she took it. Some may say she went out gracefully, Serena, but I'm sure she'll be back and I'm sure she'll have a lot more to say about that particular situation here coming soon. Thanks for listening. I promise to have a better podcast for episode two with another guest. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at LB901Talk. I'm out.